finding a way on. Nah, you could. I'm here. You're here. Fantastic. Good evening and welcome to Two Up Top, the weekly football review show live at 7pm every week from the Mail Coach on a Sunday night. I'm here today with Danny Iron and I am Gav Mack. Plenty action this weekend. Our good old friend VAR was helping out as well. We'll be talking about VAR. I was going to say it's about him, but it's always a him. Uh, we're in association with the Mail Coach as we are here live every week. And Mikhail Sports Bar and Grill on 51st and 8th in New York City, just by Times Square. Lovely, lovely place. Go say, anytime you're over in uh, New York, go say hi to Cabs and uh, say Gab said hi at the same time. Only one game today, mm. but it's Sunday, and it was a big one, a tasty one. It was Manchester United full versus of, Liverpool. Full of controversy as well. Always controversy yeah. in that game yeah. as well. And Manchester United, 282 games now mm. that they've taken the lead before half, what, they've gone into the half-time break in the lead and are still unbeaten. That's ridiculous, it's isn't it? It's a record. Did, seeing how bad Man United have been last couple of years, that's some, that's some record, to be fair. I, I had no idea until it was put on Scott's book. Yeah, I mean, like, some record. I think today, Manchester United decided to go with a different mm. type of game plan and if you thought, they, if they were to play like this for most of the season, or like prior, yeah, yeah. They'll be a little bit higher yeah. up than the relegation battle, yeah. so to speak, right they, now. They, they tinkered with the formation, didn't they? they? They changed the three at the back. Yeah, and, but I think uh, what they were trying to do, they were trying to incorporate Twan Zabi as yeah. well, but he got injured with yeah, a hip yeah. injury just before the game started yeah, as well. Yeah. So Rojo had to go in, and you think that's a, that's a guaranteed booking. He, 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 he did a good game. He had a good game. I, you, I was impressed with, uh, I thought Fred had a good game. It was probably his best performance. Best performance in that shirt. Yeah, yeah, he did very well. If, if Manny Knight fans make a question, what, well, you turn up against Liverpool like that, why can't you turn up for <coughs> the other games? Obviously, because you know, Manny Knight and Liverpool, it's always going to be a you know, fierce game, close game, and Manny Knight uh, yeah, did well today. Uh, they were lucky not to win, but obviously, Liverpool, they've got this thing about them now where they just, they're a team unit, they're a unit, don't give up, and then obviously, they got the draw. Maybe. Fair results, Liverpool, they had money chance in the second half. Yeah, in the second yeah. half you would say so. In the first half, however, I would say definitely Manchester yeah, United yeah, yeah. That, that deserved to come out with some form of result. Yeah. Um, whilst I was watching the game, I felt that Manchester, uh, Manchester United really tried to take the game to Liverpool in the first 10 to 20 yeah, minutes as well. They didn't really create many chances no. in terms of goal-scoring opportunities, but they tried to snuff them out. Really they, pressed, they pressed them as well, pressing really high, and it, sometimes that can backfire, but... You know, from Man United's point of view, it, it works because Liverpool, a lot Liverpool, they were giving the ball away and, yeah. uh, quite a lot, which you don't really see a lot from now. And that was down to obviously United's pressing. So, you know, Man United fans should be probably fairly happy with the point against Liverpool. You know, they've won every game, they've got a stupid record, all these wins, and you know, they've shut them out and got, got a point for a happy day. Do you feel that Liverpool were missing Salah today? Yeah, because he's very, very key for him. But I think they've still got Salah and Firmino. Mm-hmm. Like you can see, they didn't miss him because you know he, he's world class. He, when players aren't playing like that, you're going to miss him. So. Yeah. But I still thought Liverpool on paper had a better, better team. But Man United did what they had to do and got a point. So. They did. Uh, they did take the lead. However, Manchester yeah. United did um, with a fantastic run from from Daniel James, who I think has been a revelation yeah. for Manchester United this season, and Rashford, who's been under a lot of fire as well with the finish. But prior to the run by James. There looked like a bit of a challenge on mm. 
Fabinho. Yeah, it went to VAR, didn't it? Do you feel that was a foul? Mm, I don't know. I'm on, I'm, on the, I'm on the edge. Well, clearly it was a foul because VAR officials didn't give it, but we all know what a joke VAR is. So, but We'll be talking about our good friend VAR yeah, later on in the show quite, as well. Quite regularly, I think. Um, I think so too. When, when I, cause, to be honest, I was watching it and I, I, I didn't see the foul because it just happened so fast, but then when VAR went back to it, I did think he clipped him. Oh, I'm the same, yeah. yeah I, I did think see it the first him. time round. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a foul. It oh, should, yeah. I don't know what the time constraints are meant mm. to be on VAR, how far you're meant to bring it mm. back, but for me, that is a fact. Yeah, it was a build-up to the plate, so yeah. surely if it led, it led to an attack and obviously in the end it led to a goal, then they got a look at that. But obviously they did look at it and they felt that it wasn't a clear and obvious foul, but it, it wasn't clear and obvious, but it, I think it was a foul more than it wasn't a foul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Lindelof who made the challenge. Um, Liverpool after that looked quite shaky mm. I felt like they weren't able to string many passes oh, no. together and really get Trent Alexander-Arnold and, yeah. and Robertson I, into the game I don't think Liverpool expected that kind of start from Man United because you know Man United obviously they haven't started well like that in the game for quite a long time I'd imagine so mm. they didn't expect it and obviously Liverpool are so used to you know I think they've gone ahead most games this season most of them anyway so, yeah, the only game that they haven't gone ahead on was the Newcastle yeah, so, game, and they still went out pretty yeah, well winning. They didn't that. expect it, and they were shocked. But um, I mean, I mean, both teams probably settled for a point. What do you reckon? Both teams settled for a point. Uh, prior to the way. game, definitely, definitely not. No. I think I think Liverpool would have expected to yeah. win. Prior to the game, you'd say that Liverpool, uh, Manchester United. If they got a point out of it, they'll be very happy. I think the way the game panned out, I think they'll be quite disappointed in the end. Yeah. Um, the equaliser came from the Lana and there was, a, there was a lot of grumbles that yeah, yeah. the Lana came on and in fact he got his and goal. That's the only way to answer, isn't it? If, you, if fans question themselves, the only way to answer is to score and he did. So yeah, it's good for Lana as well because he had a tough time of injuries recently. Yes. So it would be good for him to get running games and obviously I, I still think he's a quality player but it's another player that's had a tight time of injuries. So, yes, yeah, Okay, so you're watching two up top the weekly football review show live on Facebook every week. There's also a preview show uh, that goes out just before the Premier League fixtures every week, so look out for that on YouTube. You can also listen to the show um, on Spotify and on any podcast outlet as well. But if you are listening, it means that you won't be able to experience how fresh my trim is. Mm-hmm. I've got it done earlier on today around 2 o'clock from Fatos which is on Ableton Street in Northampton, if you are ever in Northampton town. Uh, Aston Villa 2, Brighton 1. Another one with VAR. VAR absolutely loves it. Mm. So, yeah, Villa ran out 2-1 winners. I think they're going to be very happy with that. It was a a game which which could have easily gone either Mm. way. Brighton haven't really done much away from Since they beat us in the first game. I didn't want to say. No, well, I'll I'll mention it for you, mate. It's fun. (laughs) I think that's the only time they've won the season, right? When they uh, away from home, yeah. Yeah, away from so, home. Uh, 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 so the teams were 14th and 15th mm-hmm. in the league, respectively, before the game goes in. But mm-hmm. on paper, I would say that Villa looked a lot stronger than Brighton. However, yeah, yeah. it didn't pan out that way. Um, Horahan had a challenge on Montoya. Um, a foul was given. I don't think it was a foul. A yellow card was then issued to Horahan. And from that came Gross's free kick, which met the head of Webster. I mean, a fantastic head to make it 1-0. Oh, I love Pascal Gross. He's a good player. 
The thing is, Brighton have got a couple of decent players that I really like. Aaron Moy, we'll talk about him yeah. in a second. Uh, Solly March, you know, fantastic footballer. Webster, you know, he's just come in as well. It's his first goal for the club as well, uh, for, for, for Brighton. It was a lovely header. I don't think the keeper really had much, much of a chance, Tom Heaton. Um, but yeah, Aaron Moy. See, two yellow cards in very quick succession. Mm. The first one, he didn't believe that it should have been a free kick for one. And then when it was given, he didn't, he didn't feel that the free kick should have been taken from that position. So he kicked the ball away. He's got a yellow card for delaying the restart. And then a few moments later, a really late challenge on Jack Grealish, which is easy yellow yeah, card. Yeah, easy all day long. But when you're on a yellow card... You don't, you should not you should think, well, I'm on a yellow, just... I mean, it's, it's one of them, obviously, a player who's committed to making challenges, so he committed, you've got to make it, but he should have thought, hang on a minute, I'm on a yellow, best not to make it, because if I catch a man, it's a yellow, then He I'm didn't off. even make any form of attempt to no, try and pull out didn't. from it either. No, he didn't, so, you know, right decision, second yellow, and obviously, one game ban, now, so that could be a big miss for Brighton. Could be a very a big, big miss. miss, very big miss. Now, Hurrahan did get an equaliser, however, it was ruled out for offside due to a challenge by Wesley on the goalkeeper, Matt Ryan. Do you think that was a foul on goalkeeper? No. There wasn't no. any complaints anywhere, was there? No, there wasn't. I'm not saying we should always go by a of the players, but yeah. it sort of it, puts Sometimes it does influence, influence the referee and the officials to make a decision when players are complaining, but when the players not complaining, surely you think, well, players not complaining, so there's nothing wrong. But again, yeah, like you said, shouldn't shouldn't influence the referee, but sometimes it does it does influence referees it does I mean, like, if, we, if we go back to the Manchester United yeah. Liverpool game the, the Liverpool scored an equaliser just before half time Manor, Manor, uh, yeah. exactly that and there was there was a handball there was another situation similar to that which is going to be happening later on in the show as yeah. well but as soon as it happened it almost looked like a cricket review you know mm. like where, they, where they're, um, they're waiting for the timer to go down yeah, they yeah. put the they put the hands up for, for the time out and De Gea was, was tapping the arm instantly he was yeah. handballing yeah. but then Lindelof was on the floor yeah. suddenly Brown going no no I made a mistake yeah, yeah. so I don't mm, know it's, it's, one of them, it's definitely, definitely, uh, definitely a tough one however there was no arguments whatsoever from, from Brighton so no, no. the fact that they went to VAR just, it just confused me somewhat um, there was an equaliser in the end a few moments later it was actually second minute of injury time referee was looking at his whistle that whole point but it was a lovely cross uh, I think it was from, uh, from Ghazi uh, which, which met Greenish there was five bodies in the box well do you feel that Brighton will be disappointed with that it got to be you know because conceding from set pieces crosses is a manager's nightmare because you, sh- you should be able to at least attempt to stop the cross but I don't think they made any attempt to stop the cross let them cross it in and then obviously got the goal so. yeah I mean I really yeah. started that move yeah. he, was, he was in almost like a right back position mm. uh, pulling strings uh, Gareth Southgate was, was in the stands mm. that day do you feel that Jack Greenwich is doing enough to be selected for this? not enough but I think he's got to be looked at I think he's still got to up his game up his game slightly because I still think his game's part of his game that needs to be improved on because I don't, I don't think he's at the James Madison level, nowhere near. Oh, Madison. But um, I, I we, do, all know, we, all, yeah. we all have James Madison yeah, on but the show. I, I think he's got to be looked at. If he, if he keeps improving, you know, again, he's a creative player, which England don't have, don't have very many players of. So yeah. he's got to be looked at definitely. But mm. he's not ready just yet, I don't think. Uh, Brighton down to ten men. Mm. They didn't play like they had ten men no. at all, did they? It's a well. 
they, they put a lot of pressure on. They were looking for outlets, they were looking for overlaps. They put a lot of pressure on, on, on Aston Villa. I was actually quite surprised with their approach in the second half, rather than the damage limitation that most teams try and do when they're down to 10 men. But they, they really went because it. It often, get, it often gets said a lot that it's harder to play get 10 men in because you know, you've, you've lost that extra body in, in the, on the pitch and then players are having to do extra work to, to get into the space that player they've lost so it generally is it's, sometimes it's, it's easier but sometimes it's hard as well it just, just depends what kind of mentality the team that lost the man yeah. got and obviously Brighton was like let's forget about that let's play like we've got 11 men and you know they were lucky probably not to make a point yeah they, they, they were unlucky because I think they might have thought they've done just enough with the late attempt yeah. from Aston Villa but Looking at the clock, there was still a good 30 seconds left and Villa were able to make another attack. Now, John McGinn mm. is the guy. Yeah. I love John McGinn. Mm. He's uh, the first player in over 50 years as well to score a hatchet, a first-half hatchet for Scotland, mm. um, which he did for Scotland. against San Marino, but, but it's still Scotland. Yeah. They, he scored a hatchet for yeah. them in the first half. But he was his cross mm. over to Jack Grealish on the far left, which... I don't think gets enough praise for because a lot of the pundits are talking about Jack Grealish the way he was able to play such a, a lovely weighted ball to that target for him to drill it into the bottom corner but it's that, it was that pass yeah. which created that whole move that's what Grealish's game is about is passing that's, that's what his strength is passing and he's crossing that and quite rightly he's getting applauded so. his low centre of gravity I think yeah, it's, it's just yeah. it, it's truly remarkable I, I, I love Jack Grealish so so Aston Villa uh, finished that game 2-1 winners uh, against Brighton Brighton I don't think they've got any issues I think they'll be fine yeah I think they'll be season. fine I think, I think I mean, they're about you know they're, they're about relegation but I think they've got enough they've got enough players in the squad and enough quality I think to survive so I think so yeah. too. Now let's go to the first game of the weekend and our usual weekly section of what are Everton. <laughs> Prior to the game, Marco Silva was under Big hell of pressure. a lot of pressure. Yeah. He had lost the last four games as well for Everton, West Ham unbeaten at home in six games as well, five, uh, four wins and two draws. So prior to the game, you're thinking, well, West Ham, Yes, they didn't do too well just before the international break, but they're going to come off the yeah. back of this and have a word with themselves. Yeah. You know, Pellegrini's also unbeaten against Everton mm-hmm. for, for West Ham mm-hmm. and for Man City. Man City. Yeah. He actually, his first win from, for, for West Ham was away to, to Everton. Mm. So he's probably thinking, right, we're going to be all right with this. Yeah. However, before the game, I noticed a couple of things which really confused me. Luca Dina, he got player of the season last year yeah. for Everton. Fair play. Yeah. He was captain. Mm. Left back should be captain, Mike. I don't think a left back should be captain. But I just feel like more the time that it's been there. Yeah. Like if you're going to give a captain to anyone, I would have thought it would be Michael Keane. Yeah. Um, or even Tom Davies. Yeah. What? No. Was captain for England under 21. He was indeed. However, he was playing the CDM role, mm. and before the when I saw the lineups, I was thinking. He's, he's got too much attacking prowess about him for it to be in such a withdrawn role. Mm. But his, his role again, alongside Andre Gomez actually worked quite they well. Work. I think they complement each other, them two. Gomez is obviously big and he's you know, got a lot of strength back. Davis, like you said, his game's all more about flair and that. 
but like you said, they, they complemented each other yeah. really well. They did a good job, and it, I'd say a massive result for Everton because um, one thing I've noticed about Everton this season, you know, when I watch the games, is they've missed they missed it, it's just a guy the guy big time. Oh, they've missed oh, him. What a player! They missed him when they were like Yeah, he's loving like, Obviously, they signed that g- <coughs> Gababin or whatever his name is. Yeah. Then he got injured. Well, I think they've, they've missed that. Um, you know, just someone to break up the play, but you know. Huge, huge result for Everton. Definitely, uh, they could have gone one 0 up quite early on with a, with an attempt from from Davies. Mm. I'm still unsure as to how he missed. Mm. I really am. However, the opening goal did come, and I, with that, I actually don't know how he finished it. Mm. Bernard, what a what a goal! Yeah. Complete solo move. Mm. It looked like he ran out of space and he was able to squeeze it in somehow in the near post against uh, against Ricardo. Do, how do you feel Everton play when Bernard's in the squad in comparison to when he's out? Because uh, uh, he, he's a player that's in and out of the squad, isn't he? So, mm. I, with games off, I feel that Everton are... I don't know. I'm, what are Everton? Yeah, what are Everton? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Because obviously I don't watch them week in week out, so I don't know how... Obviously I, I can only watch their games really like properly when obviously we play them, so... But when when we played him, he scored the winning goal. So That's typical. <laughs> typical. So um, no, I think oh, he's a good player. I think Everton just need to keep him on because he obviously he's an outlet. Obviously, Freddie, he's got a lot of lot of trickery and obviously he's Brazilian, got a lot of flair. He does he seems to <coughs> play well when he plays. Well, I think um, he's, a, he's a good player. So. Right, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. I would like you to take. Oh, you already have taken your Watford hat off. I mm. put your football hat on. Yeah. Richarlison. Yeah. Uh, what's his best position? Um, well, when he was with us, he played right wing, striker, left wing, even number 10. Me personally, left wing, probably. Cutting in. Cutting in. Um, but he has, he, he's very, very attack minded. He doesn't track back when he's left wing, which can be a problem mm-hmm. if you're playing three at the front. So maybe it's best to play him up front because he, he's not known for his tracking back. But for his, if you want the best out of him, attacking boy probably left wing I'd say do you feel that because he is so versatile mm. he hasn't found his correct position no. do you feel that might be a reason why he hasn't progressed further in yeah. his career so far because I think don't, don't I mean when he was at Watford it, it was always going to be a stepping stone we all knew that mm. it was just about getting the money for him we got we got a lot of money for him to be fair 50 odd mil a lot yeah. of money for him and I think going to Everton was another stepping stone for him so I, I think the idea for him to move to Everton was okay let's see what I could do at Everton and go to a bigger club but he hasn't really kicked on to be honest he's, no, he's done, it, done it in patches yeah. he's been very similar to when he was, when he was reversed doing it in patches and for a player to progress to progress their career and go on to being players they need to do it week in week out and he hasn't really so yeah. if I was an Edge fan I'd be dis- slightly disappointed considering the you know the price they pay for him as well yeah. slight disappointment but you know he's still on his day he's, he's a quality player so. he did yeah. he is uh, one player that for me did not fulfil well he's not fulfilling his potential at the moment for West Ham and I'm surprised that he stayed on the field for so long was four now mm. um, at half time West Ham did make a change they brought on Yarmolenko but I think the whole world was expecting four now to be going off but that just took off Felipe Anderson which I'm quite confused by he must have had an illness or something mm. but Yarmolenko's introduction to the game did change the yeah. dynamic of the way that West Ham were performing um, Everton then did have a fantastic opportunity. Well, it's had two fantastic opportunities actually. Two ex Arsenal boys actually. Um, Theo Walcott. Mm. He just thought he'd play FIFA in his head, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. That ball comes out to him. He's like, "What well, got it the first time?" Yeah. And he drilled it, and the post is still, well, the bar was still shaking yeah, yeah. for another ten minutes at least. And then Alex Iwobi 
he showed why Arsenal didn't really fancy him as mm. much because he's got he's got everything about him but he doesn't really know how to exert himself especially in front of goalie he really lacked composure with that one as well so I think uh, I, I think they're, they're, they're struggling a little bit too loud oh is it that's right we'll put, we'll put it there there we go. Thanks. <laughs> Can't hear our voices otherwise. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, Sadibi. There was a challenge by Masuaku. I think he was trying to jockey it out for a gold kick. Gold, and the referee then gave a corner. But Masuaku literally just chopped Sadibi. <laughs> chopped him. Went to VAR. Yeah. Corner was still given. Cool. That's all we can say. Yeah, cool. exactly. We've just got to accept it. Yeah, now accept it that it's going to be um, nonsense. Yeah, I got a yellow card. Yeah. Uh, for uh, I should have got a yellow card. Yeah. I should say uh, the, cor- the the corner came in. And this is now right towards the end of the game as well because um, Haller uh, ended up having a header mm. which sort of like came across goal of Bonner he produced a fantastic save from. Uh, West Ham uh, keeper Fabianski. No. No. From Everton, Everton Pickford, Pickford there you go, T-Rex out. arms yeah. um, But then With that end bit of pressure From West Ham Everton thought Hold on a minute We need to put this game to bed uh, Guilfrey Sigerson He's my champ of the week Yeah he, He's another player That's not lived up to the hype But I mean on his, on his day if he, he does that He does that See I think he has Lived up to the hype Because he's scored More goals And created more goals for Everton than any other player yeah. since his move mm. he doesn't look as much of a he, he, looks, he looks like a, a player that's just very lazy similar to like Berbatov was lazy but when he turns it on he's I think it's when he was at, at Swansea he was the big fish yeah, yeah. so therefore everything went around him mm. at Everton he's not the big no, fish no, no. he just went for big money yeah. Everton uh, they got 10 shots on target in, in that game and that's the most amount of shots on target that Everton have had since Marco Silva's taken over what is Marco Silva's manager football had on um, well he's very very attack minded he uh, attack minded considering they've only got 10 shots on target for the first time since well as, as I mean now I'm trying to I'm trying to be neutral but I can't because <laughs> okay not not like attack mind like boom boom attack but it's like he doesn't worry, doesn't care about the defence like he's, oh, right, all, okay, all yeah. he cares about is the attack yeah I understand which, that which has its um, has its downfalls at times and all Everton it's been proven Everton all their results recently but I think generally he's a good manager he likes, likes possession football likes all this flair football but he has it he has his um, has his moments where he's bit unsure what, what he's doing obviously other fans are seeing that at the moment Yeah, but yeah fair play to him because it was a big result for Everton I don't like the guy but <laughs> he's on it. when he when he's doing well he, he's, when he's doing well his team's playing nice football and you know Everton big win so massive win yeah. massive win you're watching two at top with myself Gav Mack and Danny Iron live from the mail coach at 7pm every Sunday and if you're listening to the show you'll listen to it in a couple of days time and you'll be able to find it on any podcast as well as Spotify so you were busy yesterday weren't you? very busy yes very you busy. were at Tottenham Hotspur's yep. new ground I'll tell you what, before we talk nice about the game time. yeah talk to me about the stadium oh, it's, it's brilliant it's, do you know what, one thing I love about it is the safety around me like, you, you walk up there's stewards not even even about a mile from the ground there's stewards checking your ticket Okay, yeah, you're weighing this way. You go up, 
you know when you, you know when you go to airport you have this scanners thing they yeah. check it's like going into an airport it's, they've done it spot on with the safety now because there's so much stuff happening in the world obviously yeah the of course they've got it spot on, spot on and it's the, the um, inside stand like the concourse now is massive and it, it's built most stadiums new stadiums now are built like bowls it's not it generally looks like a football stadium yeah. which is his main purpose and it, it's a really impressive stadium and that stand beyond the, the main top stand is oh, the cocky mongers yeah. obviously I think you can talk to fans that they're still quiet. You know, yeah. They don't create an atmosphere, but the only time we heard them was when they, they scored their dodgy equaliser. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll start at the yeah, beginning we'll, of the game. Yeah, we'll start um, at the beginning of the game. 75 no. seconds into the game, mm. there's an injury. Yeah. Danny Welbeck. Do you know what? <laughs> One thing we laughed is when he, when he was going off, Tottenham fans were slagging him off, and then we, we, we all started singing, Danny Welbeck, he's one more than you. That, that just, that, to be honest, that shut him up, because it's true. Keeps him quiet. He keeps him quiet, and you know, but he's come off. Delafray's come on, and he's, he's made an impact. And Yeah, yeah because um, there, was, there was talk, actually, mm. with that. Andre Gray was on the bench. Mm. They thought there was going to be a straight swap there, yeah. but instead they brought on yeah. I, I knew straight away. I knew straight away it was going to be Delafray because he he just he's a big game player. He likes all the whenever we play against a big team. I remember like, a goal that he scored against Arsenal yeah. for Everton. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a big game player. And he, you know, he towards the end he got tired, but because um, he, he did he did play really well. To be fair, it wasn't his best game. Don't get me wrong, but he he ran, he ran obviously because he was on his own at front. He, he's he's not natural striker. Yeah. When he's played at front in the past at Watford, he's always had this. It was like not Troy Deeney or Andre Gray. Yeah. And it was very tricky because I think Flores, given the instruction, like you trap back, because we basically didn't play a striker for the whole game. Yeah. Which almost paid off. Almost tight. paid off, yeah. So five and a half minutes into the game, yeah. um, Craig Cathcart smashes a beautiful, beautiful cross ball. Diagonal. To Daryl Yamrat, yeah. who crossed it in, just missed everybody, found uh, found Decore. Best game, best game this season. Decore. Best game oh, this season. You know I love Decore. Yeah. He let me down last yeah, year. But hopefully we're going to start to see the... The uh, the real decor right now. I, I I hope so too, and that's what made it one 0 Now, Watford defensively looked quite we super. Like they they looked we absolutely solid. They looked yeah. they knew what they were what they were facing up against. Tottenham had made seven changes as well prior to the game that just killed everybody yeah. from from the three 0 defeat that they got. But there are issues with this game. Yeah. Pereira on Rose, no penalty given. Uh, that was right in front of me. Do you know what? When I first saw it, I thought he's, he's, he's took the legs. He put, went down easy. Obviously, if I was a Tottenham fan, I'd be fuming with that. But obviously, as a Watford fan, you're going to take it. I, if it if it was given as a penalty, I probably wouldn't have had any qualms about it because it did look a penalty. It's, first a, it's a pen. Yeah, all day. First instinct. All day pen, not given. After going to VAR, the next situation, but Tom on Delafeu. Stonewall. Not. Given. That was that was more more of a penalty than the one we just talked about. I think so too. More of a penalty, but I'll, he's probably not give that because maybe he didn't give that one. But again, if it's going it to be, it doesn't matter about yeah, that. I Referees know, don't have shouldn't. that mentality, and I will put my ref hat on for that one. If I've made a mistake in the game as a referee, well, former referee, if I made a mistake in the game. I don't think about oh I made a mistake no, for that decision I'm going to even it for that one every decision that you give is based on what you see at any time we only get to see it once nowadays we've got VAR they get to see it more than once if they're not looking at it in, in the Premier League uh, everywhere else in the world you get to look at it but then you 
have got the safety net of video assisted refereeing. VAR, VAR it didn't even go to the Danny Rose one, it didn't even go to VAR. Didn't even go to no, VAR. It, no, it should have. Yeah. It should have gone to VAR, go to VAR. And this one did go to VAR and it wasn't given. But at half time, Tottenham realised there was a bit of an issue. They took off Sanchez, bought on Son, get the, the shape changed completely, yeah. and it was all Tottenham's I love Son. Really He's a great player. Yeah. He, he doesn't get enough praise as far as I'm concerned. Um, we'll talk about that a bit after the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, the Spurs midfield and back line really just. It looks lost, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. I don't, I don't, I don't understand where, what direction that they're meant to be going in at the moment. They are a team bereft of confidence, and it's. I'm an Arsenal fan, but I'm also a football yeah. fan. I don't like seeing teams fall apart like that. And my Arsenal head's going, <laughs> look at Tottenham. But my football head's going, what's going on? Yeah. Something needs to give. Yeah, speaking to a lot of Tottenham fans after the game, they all said the same thing. They've got players in there team that just don't want to be there anymore. Players like mm. Vatonga and other world there. I mean, but I think... Well, Rose was at yeah, your training ground. He was at training ground on training for Deadline Day. Obviously, something must have happened with him not to sign. But, um, I don't know. No, no, none of the Tottenham lads I spoke to after, none of them were potting new out because they, they just accept oh, him. He's, he's the best manager that they've had in... Donkeys. Since, donkeys they, won, since they won the last that, proper trophy in all, all they said was, it's coming from above him. Levy's just not backing him enough. They need, they need new ideas. New faces. Levy was probably too busy looking at the yeah. chip that was sat next to him than focusing on what's going on yeah. in the field of play. You know, I'm, I'm with you now, I'm a football fan. It's not nice seeing, seeing teams fall apart like they are, you know. I mean, Tottenham would be, they were relieved to get the points. A lot of them said it was, they were very, very fortunate to get a point. And they, their performance as well, it wasn't great. So. Correct, and yeah. they, they did get a point yeah. uh, due to a defensive mix-up. Um, was it Kamasele? No, know, it was Ki- Kiko and Kiko Familia. Uh, Familia. Just come on the pitch from Yamma got injured. Yeah. Just come on the pitch, both. Two, two minutes lack of communication between really Foster. yeah that, that was that was Foster's ball the yeah. whole time just Foster's go out there and get it now it's come free and it's deemed to have come off the chest of Deli Ali it's gone into the back of the net it's gone to VAR and it's then looked at as a potential handball yeah. it's handball it's handball the screen said it was handball it said no goal Danny it's handball it's hit him there it's handball. It's, it's, it's hit back. him there. It's hit him there. It's hit him there. It's still part of your So hand. if you're watching, if you're watching this, it's hit him there. No. If you're listening to it, it's hit him mainly on the top part of the chest, not on the clavicle. It. That's exactly where it's hit him. Not buying it. Well, it's gone to Deli, VAR. Did you look at Deliari's reaction? He, he actually knew. It's down the way. No. He didn't even celebrate. You, the, wa- you watched the reaction back. Why would he celebrate? confirmed it or did they confirm it because yeah. it's gone to the ear Chris Kavanagh said yep yeah, that's fine it's a goal and then everybody looked towards the centre circle comes up on the big yeah. screen we all started celebrating yeah. we, all, we all going mad before, but the players were still around the centre circle so what's going on and then it, it come on the town like, you know it's a goal basically just, just been an error which is fair enough but I think the only way to 
to make VAR well, it's better it's still going to be not great but the only way they can improve it is there needs to be more communication with the fans like on the tamoy yeah. saying like this is what's happening like checking the goal or checking the offside or whatever it just, it's, just, it's just a farce at the moment no, none of the fans know what's happening because all, all, all you can see the referees going like that so you don't know what, what he's checking or what so yeah Something needs to change for it to, um, to help the game. It's going downwards at the moment. Um, you're watching two up top spots by VAR. And the next game that we're <laughs> going to be talking about is uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Southampton 1. And that was a lovely VAR game. Um, early doors, though, Wolves um, lost, lost Bennett through an injury. I think that might affect him a little bit. They bought on Vallejo, but I, I don't think... Bennett's been gone under the radar, I think, but... Yeah, has but like they've, they've, they've sort of like kept him out. I, I don't know if there's something happening on behind the scenes or anything like that because he's been out of the match day squad a couple of times and and um, Espirito Santo. Uh, San, um, Espirito Santo. There, is, there we go. Nez um, has said. <laughs> Nez has said that he's not been injured and their squad is very very small. So I'm confused by so, that. Because they've been playing. Um, that size, Cody and um, uh, uh, Vallejo. Vallejo, yeah. Vallejo, yeah. Vallejo, Vallejo came from Madrid. Yeah. He can be on Jits, obviously, he's got a bit about him. Well, I don't think so. I think but if he was that good, he would still be there. Yeah, I, don't, true, I, don't think true. He's, I don't think it's all that. Um, so, VAR. Jimenez. He scored the mm. opening goal. Mm. It's then gone to, well, it hadn't gone to VAR, actually, that one. Mm. That was flagged mm. by Peter Kirk at Northampton's mm. finest. <laughs> uh, Humble, good spot for this yeah. referee, in my opinion. Uh, got a yellow card for it though. Do you think that was harsh? I'd say it was a yellow card. No, I don't think it was an intentional. It wasn't intentional, was it? It's sort of getting itself towards it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't give that a yellow card. To be honest, I think it's just a foul. It's just it's a foul, yeah, but it's not a yellow card to be honest. Mm. Um, he scored again. He scored brace, mm. um, which was also. Ruled out for uh, by VAR. This time it was offside. Petrone's boot. Now his whole body is gone side yeah. of the defender, and his his boot is literally. Yeah, they, his foot's in the boot. Foot's part of your body, so you're offside. I think it's savage. I think it's yeah, harsh. It Even if it's you know your fingernail, you're still offside. Well, it can't be your fingernail because you can't play the ball with your hands, so you can't be offside. From that situation, but, again, it's if it's was it a millimetre or something millimetre yeah. centimetre offside. It's, it's right offside. It's offside. Yeah, it's offside. I do feel for him on that one yeah. though. Um, and typically, when you've had those two opportunities, the first goal goes to the opposition, mm. and it was Danny Ings. Danny Ings four goals in four games. Well, four games in a row he scored mm. so he's hitting a nice little bit of form I don't think he's going to be anywhere near an England side right. anytime soon but you know he's, he's doing everything he can to try and help Southampton it's horrid Southampton, so Southampton need, need to rise on what they need to score the goals for him to, to keep them out I think they've got they've got such a good, not such a good spot but they've got more than enough to be nowhere near the relegation but for them to be you know to stay clear of it mm. come the end of the season they need to roll and score goals and he mostly because he's been out you know Burnley um, other clubs have been out he's scored goals yeah that's, that's what goes against yeah it's just injuries that has yeah. really let his career I mean, down going, going to Liverpool I thought at the time was a very strange move going to Liverpool uh, at the time for who they had up front mm. I thought it was a good move yeah. the potential that you know what I liked about that was a big club saw what a smaller club yeah. or what a player was doing with a smaller yeah. club it's like well they the opportunity exactly and obviously if it wasn't for injury maybe may still at Liverpool just, just yeah. injury just ruined him well, well the only club people came out and said 
I didn't really want to let him go, but I knew that he weren't going to get as much game time yeah. here. So we had to, we had to yeah. move him on. Um, Doherty's run. I love Matt Doherty, by mm. the way. He's a fantasy legend yeah. as well. Um, many points if you're doing fantasy league. I only do the NFL fantasy league nowadays. Um, so Doherty's run. He's going through. He's jinged through two, three, four players. He's then chopped by uh, Pierre-Emerick... Aubameyang. He loves a foul, doesn't he? I like him, yeah. but he loves a foul. But sometimes you need players like he does. Not but to do it all the time. Not but to do it in the box. No. It's a really silly challenge yeah, to make. Challenge. And Raul Jimenez has got the opportunity to get his hat-trick. But it was great penalty. Yeah, it was good penalty. So the keeper went the right way. And, uh, and yeah, there it was. Bang. 1-1. Uh, one, one. And uh, the game which we're in our preview show we expected to be goals 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 ended nil nil and the only thing I've got to say about this game Bournemouth nil Norwich nil the only positive thing I've got to say about this is that it was the first clean sheet for both teams you got anything to say about that game no I didn't think so there you go you're watching two up top with myself Gav Mack and Danny Iron live from the mail coach every Sunday in Northampton you're more than welcome to pop down and throw your two quids worth in as well if you've got any questions queries Etc. You're more than welcome to do that. Also, if you want to put some questions in the crew, you're watching it over on the stateside, go in to uh, Macau Sports Bar and Grill. Go and say hi to Cabs. She's on West 51st and 8th in New York City, just by Times Square. Lovely. Chelsea 1, Newcastle 0. That game didn't really live up to the build that I was expecting. Didn't I, I expected goals in that game? You know, Newcastle. They're they're the international break come up quite a bad time for them to be fair. Mm. Just just beating Man United. Um but obviously must be buzzing. Obviously they've got Chelsea have been flying and it was wasn't a great game, but Chelsea through uh, Alonso got the one point winner. What a strike it was, was strike. as well, by the way. Uh, first half Mason Mount had a good strike, mm. fantastic save from Dubravka uh, and Tammy Abraham also at the bar. Um, what I liked about Newcastle is they they were quite resolute with their defending. It didn't, it didn't look like they were just a team like sitting back and just seeing what can happen. It worries me that they're, they're trying to do bits with Joe Linton at front. He is, he is terrible. No, rate him. I do not rate him. I think he's a very, very poor player. No, I wouldn't say poor. He's very he's average at best. Average. Would you have him? Very, very well. You're bottom of the league. Would you have him? Yeah. We just... No, you wouldn't have him. He's no, bad. I wouldn't. You I wouldn't, wouldn't have him. Wouldn't. You're bottom of the league and you wouldn't have Joe Linton. That tells me he's a championship player. Yeah, I wouldn't He is poor. I do not rate him at all. Um, but what, what Newcastle did, they went with the same formation as they did against Manchester United, the same formation they went against Liverpool as well. They, they shot to Liverpool as well, they, they went one yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And I thought they were quite unlucky uh, to, to get beaten 3-1. It, was, I think it, was, it wasn't a 3-1 it, game. It flattered Liverpool. Yeah, it did, yeah. and, and Manchester United, they, they did everything they could yeah, against Man, Man United. Their, their, their five at the back isn't like a, a conventional five at the back. So we've got Jetro uh, Williams on, on the left and, and Kraft on the on the far right. And they both like to get up and down a little bit. So you have to get Yedlin as well when Yedlin. Yeah, Yedlin as well. And then you've got uh, the Longstaff brothers in the middle of the park. They look shiny as well. I actually felt quite sorry for for Newcastle. They did everything they could. And Dubravka. I think was man of the match. Yeah, he's yeah. very, oh, very yeah. underrated keeper. Yeah, well, if you remember our underrated 11s last year, he was the goalkeeper, yeah, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tamori. Now, Tamori has 
been quite present for Chelsea and I thought he started off the season pretty well but since the announcement I don't think he's yeah since the announcement we're getting the English side I don't think he's done no but he's a young young lad so you've got to give him time bear in mind it's his breakthrough season at Chelsea it is but he did have a full season in the championship did, last year the championship which is, isn't a league to be um, Premier League's whole new ball game. Oh, definitely. To the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Championship is, is a decent level football, but when you're making that step at Champions Premier, and obviously you've been playing most weeks, he's going to eventually, he's, he's going to have a dip in form. All players have a dip in form. Of course, but, but when you're a centre half, it's such a vital Yeah, <laughs> such a vital position, but the Chelsea fans have just got to not expect too much of him. Yeah. And most, to be honest, all the youngsters, they can't expect too much. Again, because they're youngsters, but. I think playing the young, play, um, the, sorry, Chelsea getting the transfer ban is benefiting the youngsters. It's really benefited them. It has, but I feel like they're all going to be bombed out of the squad next year when they've got their money. I don't think it's right, to be honest. It's not I totally agree. Um, Newcastle did set up to frustrate, so that's what makes me feel upset that they didn't get at least a point out of the game. Now, Alonso's goal was fantastic from uh, Callum Hudson and Doyle assist Bola. back in the squad. Love him. Absolutely love him. Bola. However, was there a foul on Joe Linton in that build-up? We could talk about <laughs> fouls on build-ups all day long. Um, I don't know, well, because I'm on the edge. I just, what do you think? I think that's a foul. I think it's a foul. I think it's a foul. Mm. I think it's a foul. I, 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 not because I feel sorry for, for, uh, for Newcastle, it's just... That, that was a foul. It's yeah, very similar to the, the game earlier on today. The foul on um, on a yeah. That was a foul by by, by Lindelof. I just I, just, I, I, I don't understand what VAR are meant to be doing. Really don't. Um, there's another game with VAR controversy. Of course there is because it wouldn't be the Premier League without it. Um, Leicester two, Burnley one for the game. That's a 3-4-0 Leicester, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. Burnley, I like Burnley, and now I'm quite a resolute team. They set up with two banks of four, two big lads at the top. Ashley Barnes failed a fitness test just beforehand, so Jay Rodriguez got his first start for, for, um, for the season um, alongside Chris Wood. Chris Wood playing against his former club. Well, I expect Leicester to be doing more. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they were getting there, but they weren't able to just get... They weren't at their fluid best, were they? No, they weren't. They weren't. I mean, like, it was McNeil's cross, um, he's also been playing in the under-21s. He's, he's having a good time. Hung for an age in the end, didn't he, at that cross? Um, and Chris Wood got on the end of that. Yeah. He's going to win that all day long. Oh, yeah. All brilliant header long, as well. That, yeah. I thought it was a brilliant header. Four goals in four games mm. for, for Chris Wood. Yeah. You know, I think I think I don't want to say he's the real deal, but he's a handful. He is. He's a handful. He is indeed. Uh, Jamie Vardy. I don't think he touched the ball at all in the second in the first no. half until the goal. That's what good strikes made of having a quiet game. All I need is one chance. People might take the mick, but I I honestly think Jamie Vardy is world class. I've seen I've seen him. I've seen him there's in the flesh. Not, there's not many natural. Goal scorers around like him, I wouldn't say the world, but he's in a raw talent. He's raw, and I think what's impressive about him is literally come. He didn't start playing, you know, professional football till his mid twenties. Yeah, and he, he's Shame. it's a, <laughs> it's a um, it's when players like that have come through, you know, not he was proper non-league all the way down the bottom. Yeah, so, and so, you know, yeah. fair play to him. Worked his way up. Stockley Park. Stockley Park or something like. Sounds like a pub team. 
I'd have Jamie Vardy, but I think Jamie Vardy would get most Premier League teams, to be honest. If you want a natural goal scorer and work rate, Vardy's your man. I'll, I'll get it that Arsenal didn't sign him. Could have got it for £20 million. Yeah. £20 million, what's that in nowadays football? Um, so yeah, he's, um, it, was, it was amazing. Um, Harvey Barnes got the cross. Um, got above Ben Mee, he did, and there he was. Thank you very much. Um, Barry Gray misses loads of bodies in that cross and finds Tienemans who thought, you know what, I'm just going to slap the hell out of that. He almost missed the target though, didn't he? He did. Hell of a strike though. Hell of a strike. Smashed the net up. It was a strike. And uh, the moment of controversy (laughs) came from what looked like uh, Johnny Evans' own goal. Mm. Wood finishes it. Is it a wood finish? Is it an own goal? Who knows? That's not the main talking point. VAR look at it and say, yeah, that's that's a foul. That's not a foul. That's not a foul? That's not a foul. I think it is. It's tricked him, but Johnny Evans, without the trick, is not going to get to that ball. And I think that's where it's, it's gone wrong, but it's a trick. It's a foul. That's how it works. Because I, I thought the whole point of VAR, you have to be clear. Well, the decisions have to be clear. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't clear and obvious. So, I, I, I think I think that's a foul. It and it also helps me with my lucky fifteen. Yeah. Um, so that's I, why you're saying it was a foul, then, surely. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> you know, I need both teams to score and yeah. um, and Leicester to win, and that worked out in my favour. So I'm very very happy about it. Um, although I missed out on big money uh, and the reason why is because I needed Derby to score one goal Charlton away Charlton won 3-0 if it was 3-1 you'd have won that'd have been like 250 quid oh, yeah won £42 not the same not the same uh, you're watching two up top with myself Gav Mack and Danny Iron live from the Mail Coach every Sunday 7pm uh, any questions queries send us a message like follow share the page at to top football on all social media and you can also uh, listen to the show at any time if you wish via any podcast uh, outlet so that be on, on Apple or on Android alternatively Spotify like share follow in association with the Mail Coach and also Oh, look at that. And a male coach who gets service with a smile from our lovely Steph. Come down and see her. She'll look after you good and proper. Uh, the last game that we need to talk about um, of the games that we played this weekend are, uh, well, is, the, is the evening kickoff yesterday. Mm. Crystal Palace nil, Manchester City 2. As soon as I uh, saw that line from Man City, they're taking a, taking a gamble, a massive gamble. Look. Play no natural centre half on the pitch. Yeah, they started with Fernandinho and with Rodri at the back, but they had Stones and Garcia mm. on the bench. I mean, you can argue. I mean, like, this was me. You can argue uh, Stones has been injured. All right, if he's if he's not, oh, well, he's not been fit. So if he's not fit, why is he on the bench? If he's fit to be on the bench, precisely. So yeah, situation. You were at the game. You were at the game. Tottenham versus um, Tottenham versus Watford. Yeah. Welbeck's gone off injured after yeah. 75 seconds. Yeah. What there was someone on the bench who was just coming back to fitness? They've got to play 90 minutes. Yeah, so that's pretty much the same oh, yeah. sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I think they've got away with it massively there. I actually put a couple of quid on the 
on Palace when that they were nine to one. I fancied it. I, I fancied Palace. Season sort of long, but I fancied Palace in. But to be honest, when Palace fans probably saw that Man City long, they probably thought fancied him, but Man City had never idea. Man City started off the game with two centre midfielders at centre half. Yeah. What does Phil Foden need to do to get the start? It, it's what, what I said to you in the in the group before. When well, if I was in, if I was Guardiola, I'd be looking at it, right. Silva is going in the end of the season. David Silva is going in the end of the season. Yeah. If Phil Foden does not get in that side next season, he has to. For the benefit of him, he has to leave. Do you feel like he, he should is, go on loan uh, like in the winter yeah, transfer? Yeah, he should go on loan January to. If Guardiola said to him, look, you're going to be my man next season when Silva goes, or if they sell anybody else, you're going to be my man next season for the benefit of you. He needs to go on loan. And then, but then if he comes back and he doesn't play, he has to leave permanently because that guy is a raw talent. He is. He fantastic. has to it be playing regularly. What an amazing footballer! Every time yeah. he's played for the twenty ones, yeah. England and twenty ones, yeah. he's been the star man, he's been the focal yeah. point. He drives the team forward. Any time he's actually played in a, in a blue shirt as well, he's a raw talent. He's oh, it's just it's frustrating, frustrating watching a young player like that, uh, a big club like that, and he's he's good enough to be in that side. That shows how good he is. That's what upset me the yeah. most: the fact that Rodri would start that game anyway, yeah. but from the, from the middle of the park, mm. he's playing centre half. That opens the door, surely, and yeah. it's not part of it's, that. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah. City fans must be. Frustrated as well. Are they? What? City fans? City fans must be frustrated he's not playing. Some. Are some they actually City fans? Stockport, aren't they? Yeah, yeah Stockport, like, fans, Stock, yeah. Stockport fans. Stockport that, like, fans that want a bit of a yeah. big, big time Charlie. Yeah. Um, opening goal came from Gabriel Jesus, the header from Bernardo's cross. I felt that Palace shut off. Because if they went into half time at 0 0, they would have been buoyed. But I think that's, that five minute spell, City were devastating. That five minute spell, mm. they were devastating. And that's why they, that's why they, it seems them, them two good goals. When you score two good goals in any football match, it killed you. And when you've got the quality on Man City, Palace were never ever going to come back into that game. Them, yeah. them quick goals just killed them completely. Uh, the second goal was, was amazing, really was, because Palace almost hit them straight mm. back. Mm. And it was Jordan Knight who lost the ball on the edge of the box. Um, Sitting on the counter attack, KDB showing exactly why he is world class, genuine world class, yeah. raw, amazing, beautiful talent, yeah. beautiful ginger head man. Oh, what, uh, with with a with a English grandmother as well. Could have been an international. Could have been. Can you imagine that in the middle of the park from the tear? Wow, Ooh, <laughs> naughty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was his move. Sexy ball from Sterling, little chip ball over to David Silva yeah. on the volley. Two 0 game over. He's got to be City's greatest ever player, isn't he? David Silva. Has to be. Greatest ever? Greatest ever player, David Silva. In our age group, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't know many past City players. Probably Sean Goater. I don't know. I was going back like in the 70s, like Mick Summerby. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff. I mean, a lot of the old age fans probably say Mick Summerby, but as City fans, you know, the younger City fan generation, it's got to be David Silva. There's not any real ones. That's what I'm talking about. Find me a guy walking around in an EDOS shirt or a Thomas Cook shirt. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, they're, they're all, all there. They're, they're all, all there. They're all there. They're all nine years old. Yeah. Um, right, Zaha on on KDB or Kevin um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. No penalty given. If that's anywhere else on the pitch, foul. That is. That's, that's another thing that winds me up. That. Foul. Foul is a foul. Wherever it is on the pitch. And that went to VAR. Mm. Not given. VAR is not it, my friend. This it's week, not my. I'll, I was I was um, 
never been a friend of mine to be fair. I was, I know, but I was giving it the benefit of doubt before. But obviously after you know the Watford game yesterday and the, the games, the other game the weekend, it's just a joke. Like there's no consistency with it. That's the most frustrating thing. It's, there's no consistency, and they've got to be clear. None of them are, none of them are so clear. There's still, even though it's been given. Fans are still questioning whether it's foul or not. And that should be happening. It should be clear that it's not foul. They're not clear. So. But then you can look at it on the flip side. Every time there's contact, it doesn't mean it's a foul. No, no. But there's contact though. It's there's contact. It's, it's one of them, and it. It's, that that is that is a pen. Yeah, that is a pen. There's no two ways no, no, about no. that. Um, ben Teke is just on new contract. Mm. Why? One goal in 29 it's games. Awful. Against <laughs> Arsenal as well. Yeah. Too. He scored for Belgium again, your boy. Get San Marino. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, he's awful. His first touch though, pulled out a wonder save from Edison. Yeah. Um, literally straight off the bench into the into the mix of the corner, head up. Oh, oh, that's probably the save of the season so far. And um, Jesus could have made it three 0 um, if he just looked over his shoulder and squared it to to De Bruyne who was there in acres of land and that almost had a Salamane yeah. and vibe yeah. to it indeed indeed so that rounds up all the games from the weekend all nine Premier League games there is one more game that is happening tomorrow that is Sheffield United versus Arsenal you can watch that here live at the Mail Coach kickoff is at 8pm fancy Sheffield United do you? So do I, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I'm a football fan. I'm an honest yeah, football fan. Sheffield United are very rigid with their movements. They love. They know how to frustrate a team. They will still feel aggrieved that they didn't get a result out of the Liverpool game just before the international break. Um, however, Lacazette is back for yeah. Arsenal, and I think that makes a massive difference to the dynamics with uh, Arsenal. Do you think he'll Court. come straight back in or be on the bench? Um, personally, I don't think he will start. I no. think he will be on the bench. I think it will be a Bamiyang through the middle yep. uh, with Pepe um, on the right hand side of Saka on the left. Not Martinelli? No, Martinelli won't, won't start that no. game. He'll be on the bench as well, I believe. But what I am expecting to see tomorrow is Tierney, Bellerin, and Holden yeah. all starting. I think I hope so. that will help change the shape of Arsenal. Yeah. What they need to do as well is stop playing. Uh, Granite Shaka and bring Torreira back in the squad. Would you, have, uh, would you have Chambers and Holding back in the centre backs? Uh, would you have Socrates? I'd have, have Socrates and a Holding. I would want to play Chambers at right back, but Bellerin is fit. Yeah, yeah. Bellerin's the first. Chambers. In the summer, I was like, what's he still doing? Yeah, but and last season, played most of the uh, the season for Fulham at centre mid, yeah. in defence and central midfield position. Mm. I, all pre-season, he looked all right. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's pre-season, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Every game he's played for Arsenal so far this season, either at centre-half or at right-back, or in centre, in the defensive central midfield position, he's looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chain, Chain Bimeo, uh, some of the Arsenal fans have been calling it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, whoa, this guy, yeah. he might be all right. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, tomorrow... I think Arsenal should be going up there without the mentality of thinking this is going to be a steamroller. They need to understand the strengths that Sheffield United play to. Chris Wilder, fantastic manager, uh, was at Northampton for a while. That's what we like him. Um, well, we like him anyway. Uh, he's a great gaffer. He's a real honest, normal person. He He's not unique. And I've said this in the preview show the other day. He's not unique in terms of his setup because 
he has overlapping centre halves. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's so fresh. Never seen this before. Oh, you have. Um, Danny, we were at the game, the first game of the season. Yeah. Like, Watford versus Brighton. Yeah. Why couldn't Watford understand what Brighton were doing? Yeah. Because they were playing overlapping centre halves. Yeah. So that so it's not unique at no, all. Not. Two out of the twenty teams are playing it mm. regularly in the Premier League, and Guardiola actually started doing that when it was at Bayern Munich yeah. as well. So don't give me that. No. Don't give me that at all. But I must say, Chris Wilder. Is a breath of fresh air. English manager plays the game in the way it should be played. Most of the team are, are, are British as well. Got, got, got a question. Do you think when Southgate goes, do you think he should be in the running for next England? For the running, one hundred percent. Yeah. Will they give it to him? No. 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 They'll look. They'll look young yeah. or foreign. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll go to Eddie Howe or they'll go to someone who, uh, with, with foreign tournament background yeah. in my opinion he's got to be the best English manager around at the moment him and Dean Smith yeah, Dean Smith might be in the first Smith, yeah, as well they, again, they won't give it to him but Wilder He's got to be looked at, but again, they won't, they won't give it to him. What I did find funny, actually, Dean Smith, he turned, like, he faced uh, Brighton. Uh, this it was Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah, Brighton, yeah, Brighton, yeah. Brighton. yeah, yeah. Um, And it was him who brought Neil Mopai over yeah. to England to play for Brentford. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> love that. So you've been watching Two Up Top this week with myself, Gav Mack, and Danny Iron. <laughs> Two at Two Up Top Football is the handle on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and on, even on Snapchat. We haven't actually put a Snapchat up, so I hate Snapchat. Uh, but then that's the word Two Up Top Football. Um, but everything else is the number Two Up Top Football. We are in association with the Mail Coach, where we are here every week. We've got the quiz night every Monday from eight o'clock. Uh, two quid a person to enter, and lovely decent prizes with. One of our co-hosts as well on the show, Adam Harrelau. And you can you are also in association with Mikhail's Sports Bar and Grill at 51st and 8th, just by Times Square Station. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much and good night.